to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. hate lawn trucks i mean i love the summer i love spring coming down i love the fucking growth green flowers you know women blossom too i think in the spring because that's when they remove the bras and you see titties just like fucking they're unleashed they're free there's freedom for the boobs and i know all the ladies out there i mean the, the, the cancer stuff and that's beautiful too it's like free the boobies they should free them year around if you know what i'm saying fuck yeah they should and I tell you what, I just, I, I love just seeing the boobs going back and forth and jiggling. I mean, the, the ladies, they don't even know what's going on, or do they? That's a question I have for you ladies. Answer this from me. Are you, like, letting the girls loose because you want us to look? If so, thank you. Or are you just like, well, my girlfriend, for instance, she, <laughs> a year ago, we were at a 4th of July thing. And she's one of the ones, she doesn't wear a bra, but she wears these like little cup things that show, so the nipples aren't exposed. And we were out there and it was hot and sweaty and she just goes down her shirt and pulls off these little rubber things and they're sweaty as fuck. I'm like, put them on my head. She goes, no, gross. I say, no, please, I'm begging you or let me lick them or something. But beyond the point, as soon as she put them on the table, she said, freedom. Isn't that fucking beautiful? I, I think I do too. And the guy I'm talking to, Mike. <laughs> Welcome to the Ragman Show. Hey, today we have a very special guest. And this guy, fuck yeah, he knows how to make fucking beer. And you're like, hey, is there a theme? Because we have beer people on all the time. Yes! You're going to have a rock guy the following week. I trust me. I promise. But no, we're doing beer today. And we're doing with Robert from Elderson. And he's the lead brewer, owner yeah. of Elderson Brewing Company. And I'm such a fan of his brewery. I've been going pretty much since you opened yeah. and became an instant fan of Brewbelly. So, Robert, yeah. welcome to the Ragman Show. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, your favorite beer has been on a little bit of a hiatus 
lately we've uh, sort of been focusing on little belly there uh, for the spring and for the summer, right? So, and but, little uh, belly's nice. It's it's like brew belly on less steroids, so lower ABV. Yeah, much less actually. Yeah, yeah. So um, little little belly's what? It's like a 5.3 percent uh, hazy pale ale. We are going to do some fruited versions coming up though. So and uh, brew belly will be back. But I do have a new hazy coming out here in about three, three and a half weeks. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, is it yeah, weird man. I have half a heart on right now because I love yeah. hazies? You know I do. <laughs> I know you love hazies. <laughs> this guy takes the best untapped photos as well. I notice them. Don't tell anybody that I that I actually look at untapped, but uh, maybe less than I used to. But uh, yeah, the best untapped photos in the world, man. Thank you, brother. So, Appreciate you, that. Yeah. So, Robert, let me ask you. So, you have a career like I'm in. I, I'm still in it. I'm stuck. I'm chained in. I'm mafia and all that shit. But yeah. you got out of the oil and gas industry. How long were you doing that? And then how did you morph into beer? Were you already kind of home brewing before you got to start a brewery? Yeah, so I got into, uh, so I, I started in oil and gas in 04. And I guess I got out, actually, I know the exact date I got out. September really? 30th of 2001. And then we opened the brewery October 22nd of 2001. Um, yeah, man, I mean, uh, I, uh, right out of school, I started working for Neighbors Drilling, a little subsidiary called Ryan Energy. Oh, shit. And I was in uh, drilling technology. So uh, did some product line management there, worked for a startup called Navigate Energy, which eventually sold uh, to Neighbors, and then worked for another startup called Matrix. And then, uh, and then I got into the manufacturing side and I was in sales the last six years I guess so were you had you home brewed before that or so what I, happened what did you get laid off out of the oil and gas or did you leave no or? um never got laid off I was one of the lucky ones no I got into so I moved back to Houston from North Dakota in 07 uh met my wife in 2008 we got married in 2010 my wife her older brother, Chris, who's actually a partner of mine in the brewery, uh, Chris was a home brewer, but also Chris is a former rugby player. Oh, wow. And he's six foot seven. Oh, shit. He's a big dude. Yeah. Super teddy bear, but not whenever you're dating his sister <laughs> and you meet him for the first time. Yeah. So a little intimidating. So. Hey, Robert. Did, did he have, this is John, by the way. Uh, <laughs> did he ever try to kick your ass? No, did, luckily. Did, did he ever walk in with you and uh, no. his sister? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, sometimes I get to hit the button. Don't bait him. He will, right. he will talk to you. He'll keep He's talking. creepy as fuck. You know no. him. No, so um, the first time that I met Chris, uh, I was pretty sure that I was going to marry her and uh well very sure just in case she's listening but um i asked him i said hey what are you into because we need to like you're gonna be my brother-in-law so he said that he was in a home brewing and on the weekends he sometimes played uh call of duty on xbox with his nephews right my nephews now and uh that was a Saturday. We came home Sunday. I went, I bought an Xbox 360 and a homebrew kit. Oh, shit. Started homebrewing. Yeah, oh, nice. That, that was uh, 14 years ago. 
So just based off that comment, you're like, and you love beer already. I love you're like, beer. fuck it. Yeah. What, were you a gamer at all, or just? I was not. I okay. was not a gamer. Uh, I was not a brewer either. But a um, uh, little bit of an engineering background. So OCD runs runs uh, through my blood. So started um, started homebrewing about year five. I got really big into water profile and water chemistry. Uh, year nine, I got into microbiology and yeast and everything like that. And then um, the reason that I opened the brewery is uh, if COVID would have never happened, Elder Sun wouldn't exist. Really? So it's a product of COVID. Thank, thank you, COVID, I guess, because it's one of my favorite breweries. So I was literally sitting at my desk, and, and uh, I was sitting at my desk, um, I was doing reports, I was getting ready for a meeting, I was getting ready for another meeting, and I was getting ready for another meeting. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> and I'm sitting at my desk, and the world is like kind of ending, and I'm going to be sitting here at my desk doing this. And uh, you know, I've got a very successful wife, I've got an awesome wife, and I came home, we talked about it, and um, she was like, just do it. We'll be wow. fine. That's awesome. Just man. do it. Yeah. And then I talked to a couple of buddies. So uh, the brewery is me and four friends, right? And uh, if you've ever been to the brewery, um, you'll walk in and you'll see that uh, we kind of did it. You know, we're not this multi million dollar brewery, right? Uh, we started as a three and a half barrel system. I still have a three and a half barrel system that I added a mash ton to. We have three seven barrels, but we started with just the four three and a half barrel fermenters. Uh, six months into it, we bought the seven barrel fermenters. Um, I've got so two so two more fermenters on order. Each is a ten barrel fermenter so we're about to add about 40% more capacity into the brewery and we're less than two years in so we're just steadily growing as we can that's awesome yeah. I think slow growth I mean I've seen it in my career with the oil and gas industry if a company tries to grow too big too fast they crash and burn a lot of the time yeah so I think slow growth is good you're building a name you have a quality product that Thank brings you. lots of people back so thank you congratulations I tell you what how about a song about beer how about we do a little bit of tankard? Die with a beer in your hand. I mean, if I die, I think I'd want to die with beer in my hand. Let's do it.
Talking a lot of beer, you tell me uh, processes and stuff like that. So I tell you what, it's time for a beer. We're both going to write a beer, different beers. Different and you beers, being yeah. the brewer, you can tell me what the fuck I'm drinking. <laughs> Mr. G. By the way, we're at New Magnolia Brewing Company here in Houston, Texas, uh, not too far from where uh, Robert is. Uh, right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, New Magnolia is about to have their fourth anniversary, and Robert did a collab with one of the brewers here yeah, yeah. at New Magnolia that is going to be on display next Saturday, which will be very cool. So, guys, if you're in the Houston area, you have a week to plan, and it's on Eventbrite. You can buy tickets and so on and so forth. So. I'm starting with the Star Party, which is a new IPA, kind of a tropical IPA. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give the look, taste, and all that, and you're going to tell me if I'm right. Sure. This is like Jeopardy. So. Can I be honest to back? You can. He's dead. I know, but that's... He's dead? Yeah, he passed away. <laughs> he better not be something like me. Do you ever watch the news, John? No. Okay, well, he passed away. I gotta go get I'll be back. Okay, anyway, so he's gone for a while, so he won't interrupt anymore. So I've got the star party. Um, I'm just gonna give you the look. Actually, I wanna say something really cool about the uh, New Magnolia logo. It's almost got a Star Wars feel to it, to me. Uh, they've got this uh, rose, and then they've got the it's almost... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, flower, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like the Empire Strikes Back logo yeah. a little bit, right? Exactly, so yeah. I kind of like the way they do their uh, logos, very cool. So the glass, the beer itself is nice and golden. Um, a little bit ahead and a lot of lacing. The lacing just sits on the glass after you kind of swirl it around. It's kind of nice. So let me go with the aroma. Um, you smell some citrus notes. A little bit of hoppiness. I wouldn't say it. Maybe just a touch of dankness. Not super dank, but just just a hair in there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna take a drink. Let's clink to my beer real quick, Robert. Yeah. Cheers. All right. So that dankness might be your nose. Uh, 
Might be your nose tricking you. Really? If I were to say the words guava. Guava, yeah. Or... It's very tropical. A little papaya as well. Mm-hmm. Right, so Star Party is... Uh, I think it's a pale ale, honestly. But uh, um, maybe it's an IPA. I can't um, read it super well. We, we, tropical IPA is what they say, yeah. We could get into the history of what a pale ale and and an IPA are and how nobody follows those rules anymore. So it probably is an IPA since it's dry hopped, but Star Party is actually a thialized yeast. So everybody has gotten into the uh, thials, right? So that's huge right now. I see it everywhere. Like equal parts, a lot of the people are using that thialized. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So not to get uh, too sciencey, but um, a thialized yeast is a yeast that is able to utilize thiols from both the grain and from the hops, right? Mm-hmm. So certain chemical compounds, oils from the hops, certain chemical compounds that you can actually get from your grain as well, right? So whenever they were making Star Party, I do believe that they mash hopped, which released uh, only thiols. Um, uh, there was no ISO on the hops at low temperature or anything like that. But And then in the dry hop, you're not only unlocking a lot of flavors that are hidden in both your grain and your hops, yeah. but you're also utilizing those hops at, at a much higher level as well. So um, if you remember a beer that I recently made called uh, the Frick series, so what the Frick? And yeah, then yeah. right yeah. now we have with the Frick, yeah. forget about it, which was a hazy, right? So we tried to we tried to uh, to make a make a hazy where we didn't use a thialized yeast, but we tried to unlock a lot of the thials. And if you've been following the Shapeshifter Mosaic line, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, those are good. I like so those. The current Shapeshifter Mosaic right now. Um, has a little bit of a fruity note on it, and it's going to be off the tap wall probably Sunday. Is that the mosaic or the zappa? The mosaic. Okay. And then uh, the new mosaic is going to come in. And what we did is I stopped all of the trials on it, and I just went back to old school all mosaic. And that's kind of where we're going to go moving forward. But I've been working with, like, enzymes, uh, at yeast pitch, uh, certain hot profiles at yeast pitch, and seeing if I can unlock certain files. Yeah. And what I found is that more terpenes uh, are coming out, less files. But um, anyway, um, a thialized yeast is going to throw more guava, more tropical notes that you wouldn't necessarily see if you were just going to dry hop that beer with the same hops. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really start like you, you're going to unlock a lot of the like 3MH and the 4MH and stuff like that. Right? Oh, nice. Anybody who really wants to get into that, uh, Scott Janish has a book called The New IPA, which chapters 9 through 11, if you really want to get into that. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, let's rate this bad boy. Uh, I'm going to go on appearance. I'm going to say, I really, I want to drink it. It's like a four. Oh, it's bright. That, that is a bright beer. It really is, yeah. yeah. The aroma, I'm going to probably go three and a half. It's not like calling me, like, drink me, drink me, drink me. Uh, but I'll take the drink. 
very tropical, a little citrusy, not really sweet, a little, I, I still taste a little bit of dank, maybe it's because of yeah. my nose or whatever. Uh, I'm going to go full on rating probably since we only do halves. I would give 375, but I'm gonna, we go up to four. Okay. So I'm going to go three and a half. Oh. Which is a good rating still. Wow, it's a great rating. Man. Yeah. So what are you drinking, Robert? I'm drinking uh, the Parliament uh, Pale Lager. Great beer. On the color, it's very pale. It's super bright. Very, very clean. On the nose, you you most definitely get like an English note on the nose. Mm-hmm. Sort of a sweetness, sort of a fruitiness. But not a fruitiness like if you're... Uh, using actual fruit right it's more of like a, a fruitiness that you're going to get from yeast right mm-hmm. so a lot of english strains have uh, fruity notes so it's a rice lager so that makes a whole lot of sense the parliament uh throws me into kind of an english mindset mm-hmm. which that's why i'm getting that there's definitely a clean sweetness from the rice uh super clean beer man uh, crush just a crushable beer so how would you rate it on a scale of one to four? Uh, it's a four. Four being best. You give it a four. It's a four. Nice. And, and here's how I rate beers. So I do make hazies. I do make stouts. Whenever I started the brewery, I was very big into, uh, you know, big flavorful beer, right? It's just part of the job that I got to drink a lot of beer. <laughs> Not a lot of beer, right? Yeah, but, but I mean, what a horrible thing for your job. Man, uh, so our Sorry. tap wall is uh, 12 on the tap wall. I drink an ounce from every, uh, from every, ha- from each tap every day just to check the taps. Yeah. I've usually got three or four in the fermenters active at all times. If I'm kegging, I'm tasting the beer like as we go. If I'm carbonating, I'm tasting the beer as we go. Um, if I'm dry hopping, I taste the beer. The next day I taste the beer. So there's a lot of like small samples of beer. So it usually adds up to 20 to 30 ounces a day, right? Oh shit, Um, okay. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, right? uh, You own a brewery, so most days I end the day with uh, either a half pint or a pint. So um, if you talk to a lot of brewers, we're all kind of into lagers, right? Low ABV, something that we can drink a lot of. Yeah. But outside of the fact that I brew beer for a living, um, I rate a lot of beer on, if I'm sitting in the pool, am I, wi- am I willing to get out of the pool for another one? I don't get s- super technical into mm-hmm. it. I respect everybody who like dials in how they like their beer and they're going half points and stuff like that, I get it. Mm-hmm. I respect it. It's either a one or a four for me, right? Either yeah. I don't get out of the pool or I do get out of the pool. Oh, there you go. I like that. It's I like one that analogy. Two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, Robert, let's play some music. Sure. What are you feeling? What are you, what's your jam right now? Man, I've been waiting for this question, actually. <laughs> so I actually brewed this morning. What I was jamming this morning while I was brewing was... Uh, I pretty much put Sci-Fi Crimes uh, from Chevelle, the whole album, on just shuffle, repeat, right? Oh, nice. And uh, so I got into Chevelle in high school. I graduated high school in 99. 
Uh, I was really big into Chevelle and Tool. And man, real quick, what I listen to whenever I'm brewing all depends on how hard the beer that I'm brewing is, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the complete opposite than most people would think. If it's an easy beer, I'll go heavier. If it's a hard beer, I'll go a little bit softer, right? So on like a difficult beer, I'll listen to like Sigaros or like something like that, right? Um, so today was a little bit of an easier beer, right? Yeah. I, I knew exactly what I was doing, which is not always. I jammed out to uh, Chevelle, Letter from a Thief. Oh, let's do it. They know what everybody knows. Better sit a letter from a thief. I've ever played any Chevelle on the show, and it's kind of interesting with the last guy that was on the show, Tomas, playing a little bit more 90s, and when Britt was on the show, playing this beer people like this grunge 90s, early <laughs> 2000s music, which is kind of cool. I dig it, man. It's, uh, I mean, being older, growing up with the hair metal and the, you know, the dawn of metal with Juice Priest, Iron Maiden, Slayer, Metallica, all that stuff. Very cool, very cool. But hey, interesting note that we're going to bring up tonight is I was going to see a Treyu and a band called Point North. And I'm a big fan of Point North. I think I've played them on the show. If I haven't, we will play some tonight. But um, guys, I wonder, has this ever happened to you? And you know, how do you sit with this? I, I, so as we're doing the interview here with, Mar, uh, with uh, Robert, we're sitting here talking and stuff like that. And I'm getting blown up on my phone like, dude, don't waste your time going downtown because the show's canceled. I'm like, what, did he get COVID? I think that's done. That's happened. It happened with King's X. But no, the septic system at the venue is fucked up. Something's happened. I could kind of explain that. What? Yeah, he just went and took a shit. So. I did. I'm, I'm a plumber uh, by trade. Bullshit, you're a fucking liar. No, sir. I got Oh, he's holding, he's holding up a card. I don't know what if that's his COVID card or what, but looks like a it looks like a McDonald's Land little badge <laughs> from Mayor McCheese or something like that. Fuck you. No, seriously, I was in there, I fixed the plumbing and I took a shit and I don't I don't know what happened. I just I shit I just got the fuck out of there. Well dude, thanks. I wanna to go to that show. A trade, man. That's a great show. It would have been, thanks to John, it's fucking canceled now. Yeah, it's canceled now. And then Hammerfall was playing next door at the ballroom. Yeah. So, they're, so the actual, uh, no, 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 they're playing at the studio. So the ballroom's closed. They're going to refund tickets. But, you know, being a separate, I don't, maybe it's just shitters in one part of the building. It's got to be the whole plumbing yeah. system, right? So, or no? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I've actually run into this twice at the brewery, right? Where... One of it, one of the times was on a Tuesday, 
and it wasn't really that big of a deal. But one of the times was on a Saturday, and I was at an event, and uh, one of my one of my servers calls me and says the water shut off. Really? I guess like a water main in yeah. the neighborhood broke or something like that. But health code, if your water's shut off, if you can't flush the toilet, then you have to close. And I literally logged in, looked at the cameras, and I was like, the whole fucking tap room is packed. And oh, I got to kick, kick people out. Yeah. We had to close. Wow. It no, was, I've been at places too where they didn't, have, man. they didn't have hot water. So they you have couldn't to have sanitize, hot water too. Yeah, then yeah. you're fucked. So I want to get back into, like you said, a lot of the brewers were into like like late 90s, early 2000s rock. A lot of the people I've talked to, yes. But they're younger. I'm an older guy, too. That's so. definitely me, right? But, but, so uh, my younger brother, uh, he's, man, he just turned 40, actually. Oh, well, I wish I was turning 40. Yeah, he just turned 40. So my younger brother is actually... Uh, uh, he's a musician. He lives in uh, North Hollywood. Oh, fuck. Nice. Yeah. But, what kind um, of music? Metal, man. Oh, fuck yeah. He was in the Houston scene for a while, moved, moved out to uh, moved, moved out to Hollywood. Dude plays the guitar, the bass, drums, the piano, the clarinet. I mean, he's, oh, wow. he's multi-talented. He's, he's just like a musical savant. Um, but he and I, we both learned how to play uh, on the Black Album, right? Yeah. But growing up, my dad, uh, we listened to Scorpions, right? Like, nice. Like, like, man, one of the songs that like got me into just music, right? Wind of Change, all Def Leppard. I'm a huge Def Leppard fan. I saw them at the North Dakota State Fair in 2007. Are we go Scorpions? You said Winds of Change? Winds of Change, man. Great Let's song. Great song.
Leopard, early stuff, right? Yeah, the early stuff's the better. It's more rocky before they got into more of the popier. More of the popier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hysteria. Hysteria. That was a record. Hysteria was a great record. Yeah. Right? It was a great record. It was an interesting record in that, um, so you come off, they start with uh, On Through the Night, then you had uh, High and Dry, then you had Pyromania, and then you go into Hysteria. So the period between Pyromania and Hysteria was kind of interesting because the drummer lost his arm yeah. on like, New Year's Eve, and then they had to figure out a way to keep him in the band. So he, smart motherfucker, Have engineer. Have you ever seen that dude? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, Rick Allen, yeah. You've seen him live? Yeah. Like, it's... I never saw him with two arms. I saw him yeah. since he was amputated. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Just insane. But I wonder... Watch his feet, too. I've always wondered this in my head. If the music changed so hardcore to adapt to his new drumming style. Yeah, so he And that's why up. the band became more commercial. I mean, yeah. they were commercial with Pyromania, but it was still good rock and stuff like that. But then things changed. And it, according to sources, <laughs> or back in the day, they yeah. actually recorded Hysteria and something happened, the whole thing got erased, and they had to re-record it. So I don't know if they rewrote or whatever, or if it got more mass produced or whatever, but they turned into what Joe Elliott would have told you back in the day. We're more of a pop band now than we are of a rock band. We're not hard rock, we're not heavy metal, we're a pop band. I was like, oh, come on, dude. With one arm, he could out-drum Lars, though, right? And Lars did some pretty heavy shit early on, you know what I mean? But, like... That dude. It's amazing to see, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's he's very talented and very smart to come up with this system to where yeah. he can make it sound like he's got both arms and it's all through his feet. Yeah. So My dad was not very hardcore. So, like, a lot of Boston, some Chicago, some REO Speedwagon, yeah. that sort of stuff, too. But uh, my little brother is actually who got me into, like, hardcore stuff. So like, really? So, like, mid to late 90s glass jaw that sort of stuff but then I also went through glass jaw who were they what what kind of music is that so glass jaw is like screamo oh shit let's play something you got a song off the top of your head piano is the main song Mm -hmm. and if you've ever heard of glass jaw that's probably the song that you've heard if you've never heard of glass jaw that's the best song to like get you into glass jaw if you've never heard the song if you ever want to scare somebody, that's the song that you put. <laughs> Is that the one we're gonna play right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's play it. A little bit of glass drop.
wake. I mean, that, that does wake you up. It wakes soon. you up, man. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what the fuck? And then it kind of slows down, and I like it. Really cool, man. And I, It's definitely Screamo, right? So, yeah. So uh, I did a little bit of that in high school, and then I got into like more of a punk sort of thing, like some Rancid, some Operation Ivy, um, that sort of stuff. And then I went through... Uh, then I went through like a mellow phase. Joined the Marine Corps because I couldn't pay for college, so I needed money for college. So I yeah. joined the Marine Corps, and I actually mellowed out and started listening to like ABBA, a lot of Counting Crows, which is sort of ABBA. Ghost Brothers, Taylor Swift, stuff like that. I get it. I love that shit. They were gross, right? Are you but, bros with John? No. What? Uh, My wife would leave me. <laughs> we really get the total bro pack, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't, uh, don't bait him. Don't, don't will, bait him. And uh, do not give him your number as a reference point. Please, yeah. don't. But I got into uh, some counting crows, like heavy counting crows. And well, then, I will uh, tell you this. During that whole like era when metal was not popular, I was just looking for anything. So counting crows... I will get my balls buzzed. Hootie and the Blowfish, bands like that. Some I mean, Soundgarden was, too, right? Yeah. Like Soundgarden, Nine Inch Nails got really big then too. Right, right, right. Right. Some Tool as well. Like everybody forgets about them, right? Like yeah. Maynard had Tool, a Perfect Circle, right? So like I was really into that, and like that kind of like led me into Chevelle. But oh, you know what? I will agree with you too, because as metal died. And then grunge took over. I looked for anything that still kind of had a really good edge to it. There was Soundgarden. There was uh, Alice in Chains. I didn't like Nirvana. I'm going to tell you. I don't like them. Metal went a little punk, man. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. And then anything really metal in Europe, in Japan, it was strong over there. But in the U.S., dead. Oh, fucking Iceland, dude. Like, the shit coming out of Iceland was just, like, heavy heavy metal stuff. Yeah. Like Iceland, Norway, uh, Sweden, like those guys were Did you get into some... extreme like black metal like Demi Borger? My brother did. I didn't know. No. How about, let's play some Demi. Okay. Let's How about Progenies of the Apocalypse?
fucking love that. I don't know if you've ever listened to them, and I will tell you that my co-host, Genghis, he's, this is the Ragman Show, Genghis, we all know where he's at. He's fighting fires in Romania or something like that. But I showed him this video, and it's fucking amazing. And yeah. I'll give you the invite right now. John won't be there, I promise you. <laughs> I have a Blu-ray of them playing, I think, somewhere in Norway with an orchestra. No shit. And so it's black metal with an orchestra, a choir. Fucking, I mean, it blows your mind Amazing. how cool it. I mean, the hair on your fucking arms yeah. just stands up. And Genghis is like, fuck. Yeah. He goes, I never liked them, but I love this. It's fucking amazing. The visual, as yeah, well yeah. as the music, was just so powerful. So, uh, my brother, he was into like the heavy death metal stuff, right? Yeah. But that kind of led you to like. Iceland and Scandinavia and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And like anything the, over there like, was like crazy. Like, er, heavy. like early two thousands, mid two thousands. But I did find Sigaros. Have you ever heard of Sigaros? No. All right. No. So Sigaros is uh, kind of like um, it's beautiful music, man. Some of it's a little heavy. Some of it's not heavy. Yeah. Some of it's downright like you play it whenever you're ready to go to sleep, right? Really. But, it's a dude. They're not singing in a language. Like, he made his own language. Oh, really? Yeah. Sigaros. S-I-G-U-R-R-O-S. Uh, you know I'm going to ask you to play a song now. Well, you can think about it dude, for a second, but I give me a little bit more... Anything. Okay. Well, the Dealer's Choice. Dealer's Choice. Robert's Cigaros. Dealer's Choice. Sigaros. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. That is different. So, yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but it's it's okay. It is like if you ever find yourself on a ledge, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. the music that you want to listen to. Oh, fuck. it just makes shit sound pretty. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's just I don't know. It makes you feel good, you know? Some of that stuff. Just so much different music from eras like so. My father was 50s, 60s, but he liked Bob Seger, Boston. 
he didn't. He loves Foreigner now, which is fucking crazy. He thinks Kelly Hansen was the original singer. I was like, Dad, there's a guy <laughs> called Lou Graham yeah. who was there before him. And then I discovered, and they loved Elvis and stuff like that. So I got Elvis, Beatles, Beach Boys. My parents hated the Beatles. Their stuff was rooted in Little Richard and Bo Diddley. Did and they like Led Zeppelin? No. I feel like you're you're either a Beatles or a Led Zeppelin fan. It's, Rarely are there both. Right? Well, it's interesting. I like them both. I do. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. My daughter and I have this argument of Beatles and Stones. Yeah. I love the Beatles, but... I never got into the Stones, man. I love the Stones. I do love the Stones, and I've been fortunate to see them one and a half times. So I went to see them for the first time at NRG, yeah, yeah. and my daughter got sick right before it ended. And then we went and saw them in Austin... Yeah, yeah. And then she had a stomach ache, whatever. So I, maybe I've seen him a total, yeah, one and a quarter times. I was more of a Who guy than. Uh, I, I love the Who, but I, I don't love all their music. Yeah. Uh, I love the power of Roger Daltrey, and uh, he did some of the songs are so great, but then you listen to some parts of the other, the full records, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bored. Yeah. That's that's me with the Who. The Stones, I can listen to full records, Beatles, full records, but the Who. Though I love them, and I've seen them one time, I fell asleep in the Astrodome in 1980-something, like 82, (laughs) seeing them, because we were in the nosebleeds and and stuff like that, but it was like, they start playing other stuff, and it's like, Bob O'Reilly, every song, or I Can See For Miles, or Man With Blue Eyes, or anything like that, it's just, or no, Behind Blue Eyes, not Man With Blue Eyes. So, um... If you've ever been to the brewery, you'll notice that like some of the names of my beers are after lacrosse terms, right? So, uh, Midi Back, Lefty Laser, Ride. And I wanted to ask you about that. How do you come up with these beer so, names? So, uh, my kids play lacrosse. They're really big into lacrosse. So, a lot of the names are just like lacrosse things, right? Uh-huh. Uh, my kids had lacrosse practice a couple months ago. One of my buddies, his kid, actually plays with my older boy. And uh, he calls me and he's like, hey, uh, can you grab him and maybe drop him off at the house? Because I got to, like, like he had to go get his girls and his wife is out of town or something. I was like, yeah, sure. So his son is in the truck with me and my boys. And he leans into the middle mm-hmm. and he says, hey, Mr. Robert, will you play this song? And I'm like, I'm like at a stoplight and I'm like, he's 10, 11 maybe. Yeah. I'm like, you listen to Skillet? He's like, yeah, I listen to Skillet. I was like, no shit. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I'll play some Skillet. Yeah. And he's an 11 year old. So like that's right in the lane for that age group. Right. And man, we had about a 20 minute drive home. And I was like, hey, you like Skillet. Do you like Red? Have you ever heard of Red? And we played some Red. I was like, hey, Skillet. Do you like whenever the girl sings or whenever the guy sings? He's like, whenever the girl sings. I was like, let's do some Flyleaf, bud. Oh, there you go. And I know that like those three bands, they don't curse, right? Sweet. So it's good for a 10, 11-year-old, but it's like, dude, you're getting some riffs in. Like, there's some actual drums in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I spoke to his dad, and yeah, every morning he gets up and he goes downstairs and he plays that music. And uh, he's got uh, 
his two sisters and his older brother are both in high school and he's a 10 year old um, they listen to more like upbeat mm-hmm. rap sort of stuff yeah a lot you know of kids I mean? do yeah yeah and this 10 year old is going downstairs and he's popping in flyleaf and I'm like oh. <laughs> nice. hey anytime he wants to come over and stay he's good he's yeah. good man like like, my kids will go upstairs and they'll play Xbox and me and him will sit down and just watch YouTube videos. You know what, you know I mean? what? Like, He'll remember that. Yeah, yeah. For the rest of his life. Like, if somebody says, like me, asking you a musical influence in your life, he'll say, Mr. Rob was. Yeah. That guy would take me down, we'd watch YouTube, we'd watch all these videos, and yeah. And my daughter, I mean, but I had a... a 10-year-old in the skillet? Yeah, it's I'm crazy. Like, Especially with like all the TikTok shit and everything like that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this kid wants to listen to like Skillet and Red and Flyleaf and that's awesome. Yeah, like, damn, this is hey, there's some hope. Hell you know yeah! I mean? uh, that calls for a song. Do you have anything off the top of your head? If not, I can rack something. I tell you what, sits in memoriam of Atreyu tonight. Oh yeah, let's play some Atreyu. Why don't we do uh, Watch Me Burn? Yes, sir. Atreyu real quick in the venue that I was going to see him at. So this venue is called Warehouse Live. So there's two sections. There's a what they call the ballroom, which is a very big section. And then there's this other section called the studio. So the studio, of course, is smaller. And John, were you in the studio restrooms? No, sir, I was not. Okay, good. So I've heard that the studio is fine. So they must be on a different, like, plumbing or septic line than the ballroom. Uh, that would be a true statement, sir. Good. Thanks for not shitting in the studio. So, um, the studio has Hammerfall tonight. So, a good, classic power metal band. And that was, I was weighing my options. Who do I see? Do I see the newer stuff or do I see a band that I love but I'm not as into as I once was? But it'd be cool to see them because they're from like fucking Sweden. How often do they make it to fucking America? 
very little. So looks like I'm going to Hammerfall unless the septic system screwed up. So I tell you what, in honor of me seeing Hammerfall, since we played Atreyu, Atreyu, we'll see you when you come back. Let's play Let the Hammer Fall. Let's do it. that so, two big shows in this one venue yeah. and one's canceled and one's not. Forgive me. So yeah. uh, I'm a I'm a 42 year old with a 10 and a 12 year old. Yeah. Warehouse Live. In respect to Equal Parts and Eighth Wonder and True Anomaly, where is it? Okay, Edo? so it's right off St. Emmanuel. Okay. It's right there across from Woodrow's. Oh, so I got it's you. walking yeah, yeah. distance to uh, True Anomaly. Walking distance, eighth wonder. If you want to get some cardio in, you go to Equal Parks. But yeah. out of the three breweries, Equal Parks by far it. is the yeah. best brewery in the area by yeah. far. That's my number one brewery. Right I now. mean, I, I love them in Great Heights, and you're. And I love Elderson. And oh, too. I'm Equal not just Parks. saying that because you're here, but <laughs> seriously, I appreciate that. I love your beer, Spindle Tap, Baba are favorites too. But I love Hazy Kings. Yeah, yeah. So it's tank of gas to go see those. So I have to ask you about a beer you brewed that I loved, and I was the first one to untap it. Hey, cheers, my friend. Thanks again for coming on today. Cheers. We got new beers. Thanks to Robert. We're probably not going to rate them. Uh, I've got the Nipa Time, which is a solid uh, hazy IPA here. I got a slow pour check pills. Nice. So Harvey Hayes, you said there was a story behind it, and guys, to me, it may have been one of my favorite beers I ever had from your brewery. Yeah. It was a one-time deal, and it, it had a weird fucking name, Harvey Hayes. Like, who the fuck is Harvey? All right. I get Hayes. A lot was, going in. <laughs> yes. A lot going there. Tell me about this. All right. So, um, well, so we sort of got to go back in time a little bit. Uh, had my first kid in 2000. Oh, hold on. Yeah. With that calls for Iron Maiden somewhere back in time. Oh. I want some Maiden. <laughs> yeah.
right, we're back. I had to play some mate. You say stuff and I play <laughs> no, stuff. No, it hey, happened. I'm like a human jukebox. Fucking awesome. <laughs> so, um, we had our first kid in 2010. We were living inside the loop then. Had our second in 2012, and we moved up to the Kingwood area. And uh, we just moved back into the loop back in uh, 2020. Uh, but um, we lived in Kingwood, and our house flooded in 2017 in Hurricane Harvey. Oh, wow. But also... Okay, it's making sense now. Put yeah, the pieces together. And, like, not to be a downer, but, like, uh, my father-in-law's name was Harvey as well. Oh, okay. And we lost him, I guess, in 2015. So, and, you know, Houston Hayes was, like, new on the scene back then. You know what I mean? A great beer. It was the only decent New England that you could get in Houston. And whenever Houston Hazier came out... Holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, buy whatever you fucking can of that Oh, beer. yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, dude, during the pandemic, fuck, I would, I think I bought a case of the Houston Hates. I loved it so yeah. much. So, homebrewing, and just so, so, leading up to opening the brewery, I was homebrewing five-gallon batches, three to four a week, of the same beer, in buckets, right? So... Oh, yeah. That so, was my first check-in. So, every bucket would be the same beer, but just, like, little tweaks to it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Harvey Hayes just made sense. The name just made sense. And now that you bring it up, like, I do. I got it. Uh, uh, so, we had Sabro hops in it, and I'm a sucker for Sabro. Not to quote B-52, but, or whatever they whatever they say on there, but I am a sucker sucker for several hops. And the new one from Daisy from Great Heights, fuck me, dude. Let Bro. it sit for a month, and the several hops hit you in the fucking palate like no other business. It's <laughs> so good. And I have been there so often lately because I'm afraid it's about to go on tap, so. Yeah, so since you're listening, I'm actually looking at the recipe on my phone right now, and it's... I can make it where it's better than it was, for wow. sure, right? Nice. But El Dorado, Sabro, Strada, I mean, you're going, fuck, I mean, New Zealand, Fruity, Sabro, Coconut, Strada, little dank, little piney, little yeah. fruity, right? So, like, it's all over the place. I can't believe I thought of this, uh... This combination of hops. He loves he loves several hops too. I'm just that's what I've heard. Harvey Hayes, man, it's going on. Uh, Ignore him. It's going on the schedule. Give me a month. I got it. Got it. Maybe you say a, the Ragman edition. Maybe <laughs> I will. I'll write that on the board. But a month, maybe five weeks. Yeah, nice. Because yeah. nice. all the fermenters are full right now, so. Uh, which, which, uh, let's talk about uh, the collaboration that I'm doing with New. Yeah, yeah. So New again, we're at New Magnolia Brewing Company yeah. and their fourth anniversary next Saturday, guys, on May 20th. So definitely, if you're in the area, definitely come out. There's a lot of collaboration. So what is it? It's a celebration of beer, but 
local breweries banding together, maybe some outside of Houston breweries in the collabs, or is it all Houston-based breweries in the collab? It's all Houston-based stuff. So this kind of happened uh, last year. So they didn't get to do a real grand opening due to COVID, right? Yeah. So um, like most people do, right? Uh, we haven't had a grand opening yet. We've been open a year and a half. You just like, it's a lot of work for a grand opening. So, so they skipped the grand opening for a year. And then whenever they were planning on doing it, COVID happened. So then they had to get through those two years. And then last year was uh, actually their third, um, third year, but they did a grand opening. So um, it was a great time, man. I mean, uh, this year, the collabs are with uh, us, Foss Brewing out of Conroe. I hear they're good. I've never tried them, but I hear oh, they're dude. solid. Freaking Colin makes stupid beer. Like, nice. It's great. It's German beer. It's very clean. It's very mm -hmm. well made. So us, Foss, uh, there's there's a True Anomaly collab again. Um, Baylison too, right? Is there a Baylison? I think I heard that earlier. Okay. And I they make good beer too. I can't pull up my Instagram because the my my uh, signal inside of here sucks. But uh, yeah, man, uh, last year was a great time. Last year, the collab that we did with them was uh, a black IPL. So it was oh, like nice. a it was a black IPA, but I used um, lager yeast in it. Oh, nice. Super clean. Uh, great beer so this year solid, yeah. this year we're getting a little crazier okay all right stay in black right it's a black wit beer huh. whenever you think of wit a lot of people think blue moon right orange some grapefruit some tropical notes uh a lot of flavor from the yeast as well and you get all that in this beer we went a little heavy it's about a seven percenter. Oh shit! Okay. We are gonna high carb it, so it's gonna be uh, refreshing. All of the dark malt was um, was actually cold steep, so no astringency. Uh, it's just color from it, with a little bit of a chocolate note to it. Oh sweet! But we used a shit ton of chamomile in it as well. So on the nose, it's super floral. There's a lot of orange peel in it as well, and a little vanilla bean as well. Oh, wow. So, okay, so a little sweet. A little sweet. I think the carbonation's gonna knock that sweetness out, and it's just gonna be the flavor, but uh, I've been tasting it out of the fermenter. I hope there's some left, but like, man, I'm super proud of this beer john came by actually so um new new magnolia the two main owners are john and shane mm -hmm. so john is the father-in-law shane is the son-in-law right? oh wow okay yeah yeah john's the brewer john was a chemical engineer in oil and gas for i don't know how many years the dude is absolutely fucking brilliant just brilliant uh I love making beer with him. Just the conversations are great. But uh, yeah, I mean, really excited about it, man. It's another dark beer. It's gonna be 
a refreshing beer. It's going to be a dangerous beer at seven percent. Like oh, yeah. you're you're going to put three down and then not know what the fuck happened to you. <laughs> so I'm really excited about. Hopefully, this beer. there's food trucks here that day, so you kind of fuel up between beers. You and, and me, stuff man. Like that. Yeah, yeah. You and me, because it's going to be a hot day. You know what I mean? So um, it's going to be fun. Texas heat. So May 20th, Saturday. Come on out, man. Try it all. A lot of great stuff coming out. Yeah, we have a fan question. A fan actually, he would never admit he's a fan, but we have a fan question. Oh, he's a fan. He's at the brewery all the time. Well, he's not a fan of me. He's a fan <laughs> of you, which I get. I mean, who is it? So i tell you what. Uh, let's see here. All right, so. Some bullshit soccer question, I'm sure. It is. So <laughs> this is from Mark D., Let's say that. Dear Abby, or do ra- dear Ragman. Dear Ragman. I understand Robert's on your show. You're clearly, so Robert, you're clearly a very switched on guy with a cool brewery that serves some of the best beers in Houston. Hey. He's buttering you up in it's the a, beginning. It's a good start. Yes. Yeah. My question is this. Why do you support literally the worst and most <laughs> embarrassing team in soccer? Did you have some sort of head trauma as a kid, or are you just happy to ride the short bus? Oh, set me so up. two questions. Set me up to make him feel bad. Here you go. Here you go. All right. So, not 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 a lot of people know this about me since I carry a dad bod, a dad who drinks a lot of beer bod. But I played soccer from age five through college. Oh, right? nice. So, through college, shit. So yeah. uh, whenever I was in junior high, uh, I made a regional team that went to England for a, an international soccer tournament. And my grandfather, whenever I left, my grandfather was like, bring me something back, please. I've never been there. Bring me something back. And this guy was like an idol of mine, right? Yeah. My grandfather. Oh, yeah. So we're there for two and a half weeks, man. We're playing soccer. We're getting our asses kicked like crazy. But um, I'm in London at Gatwick. We're leaving. And I remember that I, I got to grab my grandfather something, right? And, man, this was like mid-90s, right? So... I run into a gift shop and I grab a scarf and it's a Tottenham Hotspur scarf. Mm-hmm. So I bring it home. My grandfather loves it. Right? Nice. Loves it enough where he buys a satellite dish. Oh, puck. Okay. Yeah. Not the little ones. Oh, shit. Not like a dish or a direct TV or anything like the that. The big ones. The big daddy. The big motherfuckers. <laughs> because there was no... It wouldn't be on the house. It had to be in the backyard. Somewhere. Yeah. On gotcha. The, yeah, like on the ground. Yeah. No Premier League games were ever on TV or anything like that, right? So I got him the scarf. He got a satellite. We watched uh, We watched games together, and uh, that's how I became a Tottenham fan, man. Bonding with my grandfather, you asshole. That's how I became a Donovan fan. So he's not a Manchester United fan either. I don't know who he I forget who he likes. He's probably an Arsenal he's, guy. He, yeah, he's yeah, he is an Arsenal guy. He's grew up at Grimsby, if that tells you anything. So what a lot of people don't 
like like don't realize is that there's what there's four teams in London so so Tottenham's in London so is Arsenal so it would be like the Heights versus West U oh shit okay the yeah, Heights yeah. rules yeah, yeah. Like here. that's Robbery. the rivalry right yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's like six miles man yeah like, <laughs> like it's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so. I mean, side Dallas and Houston, right? With the, the football teams, Dallas fans hate Houston fans. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I live in Houston, but I love Dallas. But it's also a cultural thing, right? Yeah. So, uh, so, so Tottenham is also in the Jewish neighborhood, right? So, um, there's a lot going on there, and it's a man. It's an old ass rivalry. Um. Arsenal Arsenal has been sucking lately so I don't Are know they wank- would you call them wankers <laughs> no. I mean Mark if you're listening would you be okay with Robert calling your team wankers a team full of wankers I would just ask this <laughs> Arsenal was at the top of the table and what happened what ha- well, we'll ask him that but then he's gonna say so Tottenham is always number five, right? Like we're we're always number five. Yeah. So we're consistent, if nothing. So, but no, I mean um, we have a lot of young talent. Hopefully, Kane sticks around a couple of years. And uh, I don't watch it as much as I used to. I wish I had time, but uh, I usually sleep in on Saturdays, man. So. Who doesn't? That's what I do too. Because yeah. I get up early. Monday through Friday, go to the gym, get up at 6, 15, 6.30, yeah. depending where I'm at. And I was at the brewery this morning at 5.15. Fuck. Oh, okay, you're doing a lot better. So I could do your podcast, so I could knock a brew out. Fuck yeah. Fuck Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank yeah. you, sir. So real quick before we go, let's talk about where you are musically today. What is your jam? Is it still the stuff in the 90s, or is there a newer band that's like just rocking your world right now? Yeah, so I've gotten very, uh, I've gotten very mellow. Some would say hipster. So, Ronnie Vare is something that I listen a lot to. Um, his new stuff is cool. His old stuff is great too. Um, man, I mean, uh, I listen to everything really now, like. I'm not really set into one genre. I'm willing to like. I'm super open mind, like like super open minded right now. Um, um, our last night, which just came to Houston a oh, couple dude, weeks ago. I missed that show. I had another show the yeah. same night. I double ticketed, I and like, I went for the show. I can't remember who I saw instead of them. I'm like. I like the fact that those guys do covers, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm really into uh, I'm really into covers. Oh, which, okay. if you come to the brewery and hear the music playing, there's there's a lot of covers, right? It's like like uh, they do. They have this one album that's all Disney music that they do like. Yeah, I heard about that. Rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I do that. Um, I don't really listen to anything new, man. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, so, so, singer-songwriter stuff. I'm sort of in, sort of into that right now. Uh, Rustin Kelly. It'd be hard to call him country, 
he's more of like uh, he was a punk artist really and uh, he went kind of previously punk or he, pop country or whatever he went more songwriter okay yeah, yeah. more folky more folky yeah yeah so like Rustin Kelly David Ramirez uh, also just songwriter not like nothing that you'll ever hear like on the radio right but like Rustin Kelly, David Ramirez, uh, Noah Gunderson. So, but a lot of like singer-songwriter. Okay. Here's why. Earlier in the show, I said that uh, on like easy brew days, I'll go heavier. I'll go like like. And why is that? Why do you di- differentiate between? I don't have to pay mm-hmm. attention. I got it. Like, I know what I'm doing. So with the, I guess, the singer-songwriter stuff, you're thinking more because of It's easier to pay attention. Really? It's easier to pay yeah, attention. Yeah, the other stuff, I mean, it's boom, 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 boom yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the time, right? So. Like, if I'm brewing a hazy, mm-hmm. whenever I'm brewing Harvey Hayes, yeah. it'll be either no music or something very low-key in the background. It's not anything that I'm going to, like, 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 it's nothing that... It's nothing that's like really gonna like, like make me jam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Music still has a big. Music still alters my mood, right? Yeah, I, dude, I'm the same way. There, there, if I'm in a bad mood, there's certain music I'll listen to. Yeah. If I'm happy, there's certain music I'll listen to. But it just depends. Mood is defines everything for me for what I listen to. Yeah, like I mus- get that. music. Music will still excite me, right? Yeah. So like. If I'm listening to something that I want to jam to, I'm not gonna pay attention. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out of the brew room and I'm gonna walk in the cellar and I'm gonna like fucking, like move my body and sing to it and shit like that. And on a beer that I really have to like, 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 really buckle down on. Mm-hmm. I need something that's not gonna get me. Exciting. Two rolled up. Yeah. Yeah. How about I have somebody? I have homework for you. Okay. Check out Devin Townsend. Devin Townsend. You know him? No. So. You need to check out Noah Gunderson. Okay. That's our homework for each other for the next show. We can compare notes, but uh, Devin's a lot of his music's very complex, very layered, lots going on. Yeah. But it's not just pummeling you in the face. It's very. Some of it's very easy listening, and that it's just like atmospheric. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's very cool. So you check out Devin, and I will check out Gunner. Yeah, like this morning I was brewing a dark ale. It had a 60-minute hop edition, and then an hour later I needed to add some sugar, and then knockout. Mm-hmm. I don't gotta do shit. In that beer, yeah. Right. That beer is all. That beer, that beer is all preparation, right? It's yeah. all doing your water homework, uh, uh, mash steps, and everything like that, right? Hazies, mash steps, water profile is humongous on those beers, and then it's a short boil, and then you got to drop the temp, and then you got to get your hops in. A lot going on. It's a lot. There's a lot going on in a in a short span of time this beer earlier today which is going to be a fucking amazing beer I'm very excited about it it was all spread out 
there was a three hour period where like I could just space. I paid bills, I paid taxes. Hey Robert, did you, did you jerk off? <laughs> you know I would probably five or six times, but uh, I'm a little bit advanced. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. If you There's don't want cameras to. everywhere in the <laughs> Yeah, that would be unacceptable. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking, exactly. even though you're the owner, but yeah, your partners may like my partners. Robert, be like, why are you jerking off into doing? the mash? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's weird. It's like, dude, add flavor, add flavor. Yeah, yeah protein. Why is his beer so sticky? It's weird. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I get that. So Robert, before we go. Play a song. What's your favorite song, your go-to right now? You're like, I want to listen to that. So you're leaving the Ragland Show. You're leaving New Magnolia. You're like, I got my Spotify. I can play whatever I want or iTunes or whatever you listen to. I can play this song, and I'm going to leave the brewery. I'm going to fucking rock out of here. Back to the brewery to work. All right. What I are you going to play? I do have to work. So, shit, man. Well, since I've been bringing up Noah Gunderson, right? Yeah, all right, all right, all right. So, this is not a rock out song, but the fucking lyrics are incredible. And I'm a lyric guy, right? Noah okay. Gunderson, Send the Rain. Okay. And your listeners will probably hate me for ending the show on this song, but Noah Gunderson, Send the Rain. I mean, just listen to the fucking lyrics, man. It's a sad-ass song. Also, also, little backstory on this song. The first time I heard it, I, I sent a text over to my wife, and I said, I want this song at my funeral. This song will play at my funeral. Oh, shit. All right, let's do it. up way to end. 
<laughs> well, I tell you what, I'm going to challenge you, sir, because yeah. you will listen to the show for sure. I will. How about some Devin Townsend for you? Oh, yeah, let's end with get that. Get your mind thinking. End with that. How about Spirits Will Collide by Devin Townsend? Coming with Dream Theater in June, fellas. Dream Theater. I wish we would have talked about Dream Theater. It's like that is a band of balance. Agreed. Dude, you should go to the show. It's, it's going to be amazing. Crazy balance. You could take people who just want to fucking metal rock out, and then you could take, like, your friend who's, like, in the Houston Symphony. Yeah. And they would both enjoy that show. Fuck yeah. Like and dude with Devin opening up, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. So I'll be curious to get your thoughts on Devin. So, yep. so guys, thank you for listening every week. We appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it last week. My guest Tomas, this week Robert. We're gonna keep beer, but we're gonna keep some uh, rock guys coming up. We have interviews coming up soon, so get ready for that. But before we let you go, Robert and I have to do something very special for you. And it's very important that we do this at the end of every show so you know what you're listening to. We're going to give you two big horns.